The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, To you who hear, I say, love your enemies. Do, not, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. To the person who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other one as well. And from the person who takes your cloak, do not withhold even your tunic. Give to everyone who asks of you, and from the one who takes what is yours, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. For if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. If you lend money to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners and get back the same amount. But rather, love your enemies and do good to them, and lend expecting nothing back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High. For he himself is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Stop judging, and you will not be judged. Stop condemning, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and gifts will be given to you. A good measure, packed together, shaken down and overflowing, will be poured into your lap. For the measure with which you measure will in return be measured out to you. The Gospel of the Lord. I want to welcome everybody here this morning. I special in a special way I want to welcome those who may be here that are participating in the middle school shamrock tournament that we have every year. And I know there's people coming from all over the place, all over the the, the uh, really the southeast for that. I had the grace yesterday of stepping into our gym to one of the games, and this game finished, and they're all coming out. And I was like, St. Jude's, where are y'all from? And they said, Atlanta, Georgia. And I said, I went to first grade at St. Jude's. And it was pretty neat. So I said, I lived in Mount Vernon Woods, and I had a great conversation with one of the parents coming out. Um, but anyways, welcome to those who are participating in that Shamrock tournament. And welcome to those of you even online, those of you online who are worshiping in spirit and truth with us, oftentimes there's people from other states, even other countries that are just plugging in and, and participating in our four-week message series that we got going on. So welcome to all those online. Welcome to you if it's your first time ever stepping into this church. You belong. And welcome to you if you've been here since 1979, like Jane, who I spoke to this morning, but I'm not going to say where she is, okay? But I met, I met Jane this morning. She was so happy. And Jane was like, you know, I've been here since 1979 by here. And we're in another area. And Deacon Michael's going to go visit Jane. And, you know, so we're all here, right? We're all here because our beloved Lord's called us here. And we have this four-part message series. We're in the third week of it. We've got one more week after this as we get ready to step into the season of Lent. But let's not get there yet. And let's stay with this theme that we have, this message and it's a simple message we've all been turning over in our heart. Just very simple. Father Mike and I, along with y'all, as we walk with you. There's a better way. There's 
a better way. Last week we spoke about happiness. We heard about the Beatitudes. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. As we witness David, the king, right? In the Old Testament, he was merciful. All he had to do was tell the person to do it. He didn't even have to do it. But he was merciful. King David. And we heard that blessed in the Greek, makarios, actually means happy. Happy are the merciful. For they shall obtain mercy. Happy. And so we spoke about happiness. This week I'd like to invite everybody, myself included, with you to focus on one word. Joy. Joy. A fruit of the Holy Spirit. A lasting fruit of the Holy Spirit. Think of a moment in your life where you experienced great joy. We all have, even you little ones. You don't think, think of Christmas morning, right? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah! I was the one who crawled, crawled under the tree and got the sap all over me. Okay, think of that moment of joy. And as you think of that moment of joy, which is kind of normal with the joys that we experience, not bad, they're good joys, but it's, it's a passing joy, Right? It's almost like we want a little more of it. I mean, the, the middle schoolers playing in the Shamrock Tournament, I saw, uh, I used to be in Augusta, Georgia, and St. Mary on the Hills down there, an awesome parish, and so I went and watched the seventh grade girls play, because I know one of the families there, they have seven girls, just an amazing family. And their sixth girl, Mary Michael, was playing her game, and they wanted the buzzer, like, by one point, it was great, and there was great joy in the gym. There was also sadness with the other team, because they all played hard. But an even greater joy was to see the little ones pick each other up and help each other and, you know, someone and encourage each other. That's a lasting joy. When the scoreboard lights go out, may the light of Christ not go out in our heart. So two types of joy. St. Paul, when he journeyed, St. Paul spoke about gaudium, which is a deep resonating joy. Gaudium. Amidst shipwrecks and scourgings and, and difficulties and sufferings beyond imagination. He experienced that deep, resonating joy. Versus Letizia, which is a superficial or passing joy. Not bad. We eat a good meal, but then we're going to be hungry again later. Those aren't bad things. Those can bring us great joy. Thanksgiving, gathering as a family. But then we're going to want to gather again another time, which is totally okay. There's a better way. And as St. Paul says in that second reading, there's a better way. The heavenly man, the new Adam, he came to show us there's a better way. And what I'd like to invite all of us to reflect on is the last verse, favorite of mine, Luke 6, verse 38, in the gospel today. Give. And gifts will be given to you. Good measure, packed down, overflowing in your lap. For with the measure with which you measure, it'll be measured back out to you. In my own reflection, I'm not saying I'm a great theologian. I got it all figured out. I don't. I don't. 
But I found a real connection in my own prayer between Jesus, if you read the first part of that gospel, and what he was talking about with, especially if someone slaps you on one side of the cheek, offer him the other. And if you read some of the other gospels, Matthew, Mark, Matthew and Mark, and not John, but I think Matthew and Mark, and Jesus speaks about this moment. When he speaks about someone slapping you, slapping you on the right cheek, right? Or actually the left cheek, sorry. Slapping you on the left cheek, offering him your right is at the same also. Which the most insulting slap, even in the Middle East today, is the backhand slap. So Jesus was telling the people, when someone slaps you open-handed, let them slap you backhanded, which means you're not even worthy of their slap, of their palm hitting you. A real insult. When Jesus says, if someone asks you for your cloak, offer them your tunic as well. Most people only had one tunic. It was that undergarment that they wore over. And they would have two cloaks, and they, but offer them their tunic as well. And Jesus not only talked the talk, he walked the walk to Calvary. He had the tunic his mother Mary made for him. And he was stripped of his garments. It had no seam. And he not only offered to him, and he was on the cross out of love for each one of us, and it wasn't the nails that kept him on the cross, it was his love, it was his total gift of self, pouring out his sacred heart on us. Jesus gave his tunic. He gave it all. And the passage that links between Luke 6, 38, and that was Jesus the night before he went, to give himself totally for you and I and people of all time. He came for everyone. Everyone. He gathered his close friends, and I'm sure our Mother Mary and those women of God that were walking with him were there too. They were probably the greater of the bunch because they were serving at table. They were bringing the food out, those women. And Jesus spoke to them these words in John chapter 15, verse 11 through 12. I tell you this, with a smile on his face. I tell you this, so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. This is my commandment. Love one another as I love you. And he was preparing to prove that love. The world continues to to spin. The world continues to spin, but the cross of Jesus Christ remains firm. Firm. There's a better way. There's a better way. There's a better way. And the better way is to give, to give of ourselves, to let the love of God, the mercy of God pour out of our heart into our world. The little ones understand this because I like to talk about chocolate milk. The picture you're going to have up there is the glass of water that's kind of overflowing, right? But you know, if I come to your cafeteria at school, and I got one of those chocolate milks, and I put it in a glass, you know what I'm talking about, I put a chocolate milk in a glass. Then I take another thing of chocolate milk, and the glass is full, right? And I pour that other container of chocolate milk into that glass, what's going to happen? It's, it's, it's okay to speak, that's right. It's going to spill over. 
Now it's going to spill over. Okay, here's the reflection between John 6, 38 and John 15, 11 through 12. Jesus wanting to complete our joy. The sacred heart of Jesus, we have an image of it in the back. The sacred heart of Jesus is so full of joy in heaven. It's packed. It's to the top. And he's got a heart like ours that beats like ours and a body like ours and eyes like ours. And his mother's to his right and he's looking to his father with his glorious wounds and say, I love them. I want my joy in their heart. And so if his heart is full, when we love as he calls us to love, and we literally more than a song bring joy to the world, bring joy to our families, bring joy to our schools, to our basketball courts, to our places of work, through the cross, through the suffering we have to endure, like the joy King David brought to the world, the joy that St. Paul brought to the world, not being perfect, they were sinners like us. But when we offer Jesus our little bit of joy, our five loaves and two fish, he loves to receive it in his heart, but his heart's full. So that joy overflows back down on you and me and the world. My brothers and sisters in Christ, there's a better way. There's a better way to bring joy to the world. And the way is to follow the way. And the way is authentic Christian, I will die for you, gift of self, love. There's a better way and Jesus invites us to follow him along the way as he did the first Christians. Imagine. Imagine if you and me just today, just today, set our hearts on pouring out the love of God into our world to bring the joy of Jesus to our own heart and to the hearts of others. Imagine. Imagine what Jesus could do with that. There's a better way.